This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiru, wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah, wa man yudlil falahadiyalah, wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah, وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما By the graces of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah has blessed us to be able to witness another month of Ramadan and along with the legislation of fasting the recommended acts of fasting the suhoors and the iftars and the night prayers that we are performing, whether they're in the masjid or at home, along with all these things, there comes an element or elements of hardship and difficulty in one fasting in the day. It affects one's routine. It could affect one's lifestyle. Maybe an individual has certain habits that he had prior to Ramadan that he finds hard to be able to get rid of in the month of Ramadan. And so you have attached to this act of worship, the act of fasting, difficulties and hardships. And as a means of encouragement to myself and others, we need to understand the status of fasting in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And how sometimes we don't understand the act of worship that we are actually participating in. And its status in the eyes of Allah azza wa jal. And how honored we should be as Muslims that he's made the act of fasting an obligation in our lives. This is something, brothers and sisters, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ That this act of worship is something which had been prescribed to those who came before us. From the prophets of Allah, from the messengers and the righteous. The Messenger of Allah himself would fast this month of Ramadan. He would make suhoor like we make suhoor. He would perform iftar like we make the iftar. He would perform the salah in the evening just like we do. And he would abstain from food and drink. The companions radiallahu anhum ajma'een, the ones that we're all familiar with, would also fast this month and do the same acts that we're doing. And so the company that we're in is a company that isn't matched with anything else or anybody else. And it's not connected with any other act of worship or any other act outside of worship that an individual may do that he can prescribe it to someone. There is nothing similar to the act of fasting that someone may do in the month of Ramadan for 30 days. Not only this, brothers and sisters, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that is something which was prescribed before you, meaning before the Messenger of Allah The prophets and messengers of the past would fast. The messengers of Allah, Isa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Nuh alayhi salam, 
They were in the habit of fasting. This is something which is an Islamic tradition. Going back to before the Messenger of Allah the previous Ummah and the previous generations. And not only this, but the Messenger of Allah gave us even more encouragement, understanding the value of fasting. And he told us in a hadith Qudsi, the Messenger of Allah he said, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Kullu ibn Adam, kullu amal ibn Adam lahu. Every act of the son of Adam is for him. Every act of worship the son of Adam does is for him. إِلَّا فَإِنَّهُ لِي Except for fasting, verily it is for me, وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ And I will reward him for it. And the scholars, they discussed and talked about this. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala single out fasting in this hadith? When you have the act of worship, which is performed by us five times every single day. Salah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this hadith doesn't mention salah as something that he prescribes or ascribes to himself. The act of zakah isn't mentioned. Hajj isn't mentioned. Specifically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about fasting in this hadith when he talks about the thing which he prescribed and ascribed to himself and mentioned its status. So the scholars, they said, why specifically is fasting mentioned? What is it about fasting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribed fasting to himself? and connected fasting to himself as opposed to all of the other acts of worship. And they said from the reasons is that when an individual does acts of worship, they're physical acts, acts that a person will see, acts that others will see. A person prays, and you can see a person praying from a distance. You can notice and recognize him praying. You can hear somebody reciting Quran. You can see somebody giving zakah. Somebody performs hajj and they travel to perform hajj. These acts, brothers and sisters, they're acts that you can see with the human eye. And as a result of this, there may end up being elements of riya or shirk, hidden shirk. When a person shows off with those acts of worship and wants to show other people that he's doing acts of worship. And he may be sincere, but then riya and showing off may creep into his acts of worship. But the scholars, they said with fasting, this isn't the case. Because there's nothing to show somebody else that you're fasting. An individual may be walking down the street, and he may be fasting, but you have no idea. There is no indication that he's fasting. You can't see the act of fasting on him. And this is why the scholars, they said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribes it to himself. The level of sincerity... And the sincerity of one's intentions when he fasts is something which is unparalleled, brothers and sisters. Because when we're in the comfort of our own homes, by ourselves, maybe our salah isn't the same as if we were in public. Maybe other acts of worship tend to lack, and we tend to become lazy with acts of worship, generally speaking. But with fasting, brothers and sisters, the quality of the fast... The person who's at home by himself and he knows nobody is watching and he can simply break his fast whenever he wishes, have some water, have some food, he still chooses not to eat and not to drink. And thus regardless of the fact that there's somebody there or not there, his intentions are still there. They're still pure. And so the level of sincerity that somebody has when they're fasting is something which is unparalleled. There's this connection 
when he fasts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he may not accomplish if he was performing the salah, if he was giving zakah or performing the hajj. There's a special status with fasting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that maybe one won't accomplish with other acts of worship because that element of showing off isn't there. The scholars, they said another reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singles out fasting and he says, except for fasting because that's for me and I will reward the slave for it. They said because in another hadith, the messenger of Allah sallam said that other acts of worship when a person does them, and it's a similar hadith to the one I mentioned, the reward is mentioned with regards to those acts of worship. A person will do an act of worship. That act of worship will be multiplied 10 times, up to 700 times. Ila masha Allah. Up to however much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes. He can multiply a person's deeds however much a person, however much Allah wants for that person to be given in terms of good deeds. And then in the, in the other hadith, the Messenger of Allah says, Illa siyam, except for fasting. Because that is for Allah, that is for me, and I will reward him for it. There is no specific number associated in terms of how much reward a person gets with fasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves it to our imagination that a person will fast one day and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him and there's no number attached to how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward that person unlike other acts of worship which he specified. And so a person could be rewarded so much that it's beyond conceivable. It's something which the person couldn't have even imagined that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him that much simply for abstaining from food and drink and abstaining from habits which may have been haram or which may lower the quality of his, his act of worship, the fast. The scholars, they also said from the virtues of fasting, brothers and sisters, is simply based on this hadith, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala associates this specific act to himself. The fact that Allah Azza wa Jal, out of all the other acts of worship, He associates fasting, this in and of itself is enough for us to understand the status of fasting, the importance of fasting, the virtue of fasting. Out of all the acts of worship, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions fasting. And so when a person does fast, he's building this connection with Allah Azza wa Jal. You're doing an act of worship understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singled out the act of fasting. And you're complying with the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to do. So understand brothers and sisters that these days that we fast and the nights that we feast and we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a tradition that goes back way before the messenger of Allah sallallahu and it's something which when a person does, you're in the greatest company that you could possibly be in. The company of the prophets and the messengers and those who were from the righteous Muslims in our ummah, in our generation, and those who came before us. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد 
اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الاحياء منهم والاموات ان الله يامركم بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم واشكره على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله اعلى واولى واكبر والله يعلم ما تسمعون اقيم الصلاه This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.